Okay, so there's a good stuff to talk about in powerful um, parts of our faith today. Um, let's start with the smallest and work to the greatest. Um, today is a celebration or a commemoration of St. Patrick. And it's not a huge feast day or a solemnity or anything like that. It's optional. But I wanted to talk about him because he's so a part of our culture. And there's a lot of legends uh, about St. Patrick. And then we're going to talk about something the church is offering that's connected that I think is a huge grace that the church is offering that we need to take advantage of. All right. So St. Patrick, many legends are around about him. Like today, you might have corned beef and cabbage. Well, a lot of that is just legend because actually in Ireland, they eat pork. There's like a ham that they eat, but it was in New York City that the Irish community got it from the Jewish community for cheaper. So <laughs> corned beef and cabbage kind of replaced purely for economic reasons. So there's not always these big, deep meanings behind these legends. Or what about green? We wear green. Why do we wear green on St. Patty's Day? Because the legend, if you will, says that green makes you invisible to leprechauns. And otherwise, leprechauns will come and pinch you. So, okay, these are some fun things. But what is the real meaning of it? The real meaning of St. Patrick's Day is about prayer, not so much about green beer and parties. It's about honoring a saint and what he did and bringing Christendom to parts of the world and to have a day of prayer. Now, St. Patrick, he lived in the late 1800s uh, uh, to 461. And his day is March 17th today, which is his date of his death. And it's actually a holy day, I believe, in Ireland. It might even be a day of obligation. All right, so a little bit about him is he was a Christian missionary and a bishop in Ireland, but he's not from Ireland. They believe he was born in Roman Britain. All right, now his dad was a deacon and his grandfather was actually a priest. Surprisingly, yes, they could have married back then, but he was not a believer. Now, St. Patrick was captured at 16 years old by Irish pirates in Britain and taken as a slave to Ireland. Now, he was there for six years. He escaped, walked 200 miles. Boy, we think we got it tough, right? And returned to his family. Once he landed in Britain again, he also walked 28 more days with no food. This journey changed his life. Kind of like you think of the way of the uh, Camino, right? The El Camino, right, in Spain, going to St. James and walking the way, um, this pilgrimage, very powerful. Well, anyway, he converted to Christ and became a cleric and uh, a priest and then returned to Ireland as an ordained bishop where he baptized thousands, right? He ordained priests, led people to the new Christian communities, even raised 33 people, notice the age of Christ, from the dead. This is, we don't know 100% this is true, but this is what is said. Now, he converted countless people, including many wealthy women who became nuns, rich aristocracy that became nuns, sons of kings. Kings were furious at him. But he converted them. So he dealt with this 
powerfully. You know, legend also has he tried to explain the Trinity with a with a shamrock with the one uh, one God and three persons. But there's you know there's questions about that. That's okay. We're not here to debate that. What we want to talk about is how he taught the faith with zeal and took out the pagan beliefs and brought in Christianity. More legends abound, like there's no snakes in Ireland because he supposedly gave a sermon and banished all the snakes. Again, many scientists believe there were no snakes to begin with, but again, it doesn't matter because this was a man who was bringing the faith. Now, here's the key. He explained that the Lord had mercy on him in his youth and in his ignorance. How many of us in our youth, we could look back, were dumb, ignorant, without faith? Well, anyway, he said that God had mercy on him and afforded him the opportunity. Listen to this. It fits in beautifully with where we want to go next. He said the Lord afforded him the opportunity to be forgiven of all his sins and punishment. And it converted him to Christianity. Notice all of that driving him to convert to Christianity was a merciful God that afforded him the forgiveness of sins and punishment. What is that? The church was given authority by Jesus Christ. All right, Matthew 16, 19, Matthew 18, 18, John 20, 23. The church was given the authority through her priests to forgive sins and even the remission of punishment because the church has the authority of something called a plenary indulgence. Now, because of the black eye of uh, the Middle Ages where Martin Luther pointed out that the church was selling them, yeah, there were a few priests that were misusing plenary indulgences and selling them. Yeah, that's wrong. But that doesn't make the plenary indulgence wrong. It's kind of like a computer or a car. I can choose to get in my car and use it for something good to drive me to mass. Or I could choose to use that very same car and use it for something bad and run somebody over. So that doesn't make cars evil because somebody misuses a car or does it uses it for a bank robbery. Should we stop using cars because somebody used a car in a bank robbery? No. So it's the same with plenary indulgences. Just because some priests misuse them in the Middle Ages doesn't mean they're bad. I had one guy after uh, a mission one day say to me, I was talking about plenary indulgences, and he said, Father, this is the problem with the Catholic Church. All you, you guys worry about is, and this was at a mission, rules and regulations. We're so tired of rules and regulations. And I looked at him, I said, Sir, God bless you, but a plenary indulgence isn't a rule or a regulation. It's grace. It's like extra credit grace. You know how like when you were in college and maybe your grades weren't too good in a certain class and you go to the teacher and you'd say, you know, professor, my grades aren't really where they need to be. Is there, can I write an extra paper and maybe boost my grade a little bit? My, I, I would like to do something extra to get this little extra boost. That's what a plenary indulgence is. It's an extra credit of grace. It's not a rule. It's not an obligation. All right, now, why do I bring this up? 
Right now, the church is offering something that is so incredible, and none of us, I don't mean none of us, some of us are not taking advantage of it. We are not taking advantage of an incredible grace that is being offered right now temporarily that we're not talking about. All right, this overlooked grace is something called a plenary indulgence in the time of COVID. Now, regardless of what you think of COVID or that it's, it's overblown or it's not taken seriously enough or it's over, overly done or it's even false, whatever your belief is, I'm not here to argue that. That's not what this talk is about. It's about the grace God is offering right now. There are deaths from coronavirus. I get letters all the time saying, Father, please, you're falling to this false lie. Well, all I know is we lost Father Seraphim. Father Seraphim died through this virus. That's all I know. Okay, so the, the, the whole point is, yes, statistics, I'm not worried about that. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about grace that God gives us through the church. Now, what is a plenary indulgence? All right, when you go into the confession, as long as you have a valid confession, you've heard me say this, your sins are guaranteed forgiven. As long as you confess all grave sins you can remember, please don't hide a specific grave sin, confess all the others thinking you're good, your confession is invalid. You have to confess all grave sins you can remember. Those you forget, honestly, are forgiven. Then you have to have some form of contrition. Usually the very fact that you went into the confessional is enough. Just the very fact that you willingly went in to ask for God's mercy and forgiveness is enough contrition, even if it's not perfect. And third, you must do some form of satisfaction, like your penance or some kind of little extra to make up for the sin you did. Now, here's the thing. When you come out of that confessional, are you forgiven of your sins? Yes, guaranteed. But what about the punishment? The eternal punishment due to sin, a.k.a. hell, is gone. But the temporal punishment due to sin most likely remains. Unless you have perfect contrition, you most likely have some temporal punishment remaining. That's part of what happens in purgatory. A purgation, purging, um, that, that, that loving discipline, or what we, the church, I don't like the term, but hey, we follow the church the punishment due to sin. Really, I think it's God's loving discipline. Kind of like the boy you've heard me say who breaks the window when dad says, don't play ball in the yard. He plays ball, the window gets broken. His dad says, I forgive you, but you're grounded for two weeks and you're paying for it out of your allowance. So, so here's the thing. We can pay our purgatory time here on earth and we, if we do a plenary indulgence for ourselves or for a faithfully departed, we can help remove that. Now it gets greater than this. I've been saying for a week now that the salvation of souls depends on this. And people say, well, Father, wait a minute, plenary indulgence are for souls already in purgatory. So all you're doing is helping their time in purgatory. This is good, but it doesn't make a difference in their salvation. Aha! This is where I'm going to go out on a limb. This is where I'm going to tell you, uh, put this in the book that I wrote with Brother Jason. And this is, this is how great God is. 
Because God is outside of time, because there is no time for God, because there's no past for God, there's no future for God. Everything is one big eternal moment for God, one present moment. Your prayers today can help your loved ones even at the moment of their judgment. Not just to get out of purgatory, but at the moment of their judgment. Because everything is one big eternal moment, one present time for God. I used the example of my grandmother who took her life. And I used the story of Padre Pio. Padre Pio once was being evaluated by his doctor. And the doctor said, what are you praying for? He noticed Padre Pio was praying. And Padre Pio said, I'm praying for the salvation and the happy death and conversion of my grandfather. And the doctor said, well, your grandfather died 20 years ago. And Padre Pio said, I know. But God knew 20 years ago that I'd be making this prayer tonight. And he will help my grandfather at that moment of his death. So we are not talking here just about a little time out of purgatory. We're actually talking if we do something right now to aid our loved ones, we can help them actually at the moment of their death to possibly say yes to God when ordinarily they may have not been able to say yes to God because they were away from the church or away from the sacraments. Your, your prayers today can help them even at that moment. Okay, why do I say all this? This is what I've been wanting to say for a week. The church right now is offering a very huge grace for the corona time of coronavirus. And so this is something that we don't understand. When we sin, we damage the body of Christ and we have to make reparation. This is what the indulgence does. It is the remission of all the punishment due to sins already forgiven. Now, it's for ourselves or a holy soul. All right. Now, here's the thing. Jesus said to St. Faustina, you don't think indulgences are okay or are grace? And people really criticize the Catholic Church for them? Jesus said in 1226 of the diary of St. Faustina, the souls in purgatory are greatly loved by me. They are making retribution to my justice. It is in your power to bring them relief. Draw all the indulgences. Jesus says the word indulgences. From the treasury of my church. Again, not just for the holy soul, but any of these prayers can help our loved ones at the moment of their judgment. They could be destined for hell, but your prayers 30 years later could help them be saved. You know, a demon once told John Vianney, God sometimes forces demons to tell the truth. A demon once told John Vianney that 80,000 souls avoided hell because of his prayers and sufferings alone. Now, this indulgence, here's where I want to get to it. And I'm sorry it's taken me so long. The whole point is there's a special indulgence offered right now in time of COVID for those who pray the Divine Mercy Chaplain. This was actually given by the church, not by me, not by the Marians, by the church, that you can get a plenary indulgence for praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet for one of three things. So daily, please, you know, people ask, Father, I'm a Marian helper now. I just signed up. 
Now what? <laughs> okay, here we go. Got a pen and paper? Please write this down. I'm now forming you guys together to say this is, our, our, this is one of our missions in addition to First Fridays and First Saturdays. That was your first mission. You've been doing that. Now is our second mission. Praying daily the Divine Mercy Chaplet. You can join us at 3 o'clock and do it with us online. But those who pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet, one, to end the pandemic. So you can pray for the intention to end the pandemic. That's one option. Two, healing for those who are sick with the virus. That's a second intention you can choose. Pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Three, pray for the salvation of those who have already died because of COVID. Father Seraphim, for example. I can pray for Father Seraphim. So today, my intention for the plenary indulgence is going to be pray the Chaplet of Divine Mercy for the salvation of Father Seraphim's soul. You pick any one of those three, you pray the chaplet every day, you could pray it for an end of the pandemic, healing for those who are sick, or the salvation of those who have already died. The church has the authority to give the grace of a plenary indulgence, which means the remission of all sin and punishment for the, a soul you offered up for or yourself. This is amazing. Now, also... Quote, listen to this. This is from the church. The faithful suffering from coronavirus, meaning if you have it, and subject to quarantine in hospitals or your own home, which means if you are now stuck at home in quarantine, you can gain a plenary indulgence. Listen to this. If you, quote, unite spiritually through the media, for the celebration of Holy Mass. Oh my, you're doing that right now, even if this is a recording. Even if you're watching this at nine o'clock tonight, this is a recording. You are uniting through the media for Holy Mass. You know, the reason why St. Clair of Assisi is the patron of television, even though she lived in the Middle Ages, people are like, how could she be the patron of television, Father? Because she was sick, she was quarantined in her room. Her superior wouldn't let her leave and she wanted to go to mass. And so she begged Jesus, Jesus, I want to go to mass, but I can't. I'm quarantined in my room. And all of a sudden, Jesus on her wall played the mass for her. It was the first television. Tele meaning far seeing, vision meaning to see. Tele far, vision to see. Far seeing, television. She saw it on her wall. She just became the patron saint of television. And so you can join through television or online is the same thing, this mass, and you can get a plenary indulgence. Do you also know, because it's joining with others, do you also know that reciting the rosary through the media every day at five o'clock, you can join us in reciting the rosary, even if it's a recording. You can join with others in saying the rosary, which is a plenary indulgence. The church is confirming that normally they used to teach you had to be physically with others praying the rosary. Now the church is teaching you can do it through online. This isn't the church being modern. This is the church saying God's graces are endless. And finally, if you do a form of devotion like the way of the cross, you can join us on Fridays. 
We broadcast the way of the cross. This is amazing. And all of these things the church is offering, you can do with us Marians. This is why you're a Marian helper. Pray the chaplet. Join us at three. Do the stations of the cross. Join us right after the chaplet on Fridays. Pray the rosary. Join us at 5 p.m. daily. Join us for the mass. You're doing that now. All of these, the church is saying, we can get a plenary indulgence, the forgiveness of all sins and punishment for you, if you choose you, or a holy soul. Now, personally, I do every day of the month for a holy soul, a loved one departed, and I do the last day of the month for myself. That's a possible way you want to do it. Now, I know I'm running out of time, but what about those taking care of the sick because of the virus? The church hasn't forgotten you. The church says healthcare workers, family members, or any of those who following the example of the Good Samaritan expose themselves to the risk of contagion by caring for the sick of coronavirus, according to the words of God, greater love hath no man than to lay down his life for his friends, can obtain a plenary indulgence. Basically, what this is saying is if you're caring for anybody that is sick, you too can get a plenary indulgence. Now, what about those who are sick? Okay, the church prays for those who find themselves unable to receive the sacrament of anointing. I got a call the other day, Father, my mom can't get a priest. We're devastated. She's going to probably die by the end of the day. She was in another state, so I couldn't go. And I said, don't, please, don't, don't be upset. Be at peace, because the church is offering something special right now. She's like, what? I said, we have to, we have to tell what the church is doing. The church is saying for those who find themselves unable to receive anointing of the sick, Entrust each and every one of them to divine mercy, all right? By virtue of communion of the saints, they can get a plenary indulgence if they do this, if they are fully or duly disposed. In other words, they're not living in a grave state of mortal sin rejecting God. Two, they've done some, at least some prayers in their life so that they've had some showing that they want God. In this case, the church makes up for the other conditions of the plenary indulgence. And finally, somehow, some way, get them to hold a crucifix, to touch a cross, to get to touch the crucifix. If we do that, that supplies for the anointing of the sick. This is amazing. So right now, if you pray the chaplet for somebody who already has uh, or an end of the epidemic, healing for those who are sick or the salvation of those who have died, you can get a plenary indulgence. If you watch the mass, you can join with us, you can get a plenary indulgence. If you do the stations of the cross, join with us Fridays, you can get a plenary indulgence. If you pray the rosary with us online right now, but you can't do it in a church or with another person like the normal plenary indulgence, you can get it through watching it online. 
you can get a plenary indulgence. If you are a healthcare worker or a family member taking care of somebody sick, you can get a plenary indulgence. If you're sick yourself, you can get the plenary indulgence. Here's the point I want to make. God wants us saved so bad. He's giving us all these ways through the authority of the church. They're not rules. They're not regulations. They are incredible extra grace for ourselves or for a holy soul who has died, not another living person. You can get one per day. And I finish by saying we should be doing this every day for our friends and our family deceased loved ones and ourselves. Now, I should probably quickly mention, you remember the conditions for a plenary indulgence. You do the act of what I just described, praying the chaplet, watching the mass, doing the rosary. You first do that. Then you have to receive confession within 20 days. If you cannot, do an act of contrition. Then you receive Holy Communion each time for a plenary indulgence, again, if you cannot, an act of spiritual communion. Join us here after Mass. We will do a spiritual communion. In other words, you stay with us, Marian Fathers. You can fulfill all of this. Just stay with us, and we're walking you through these graces. And finally, you pray for the intentions of the Holy Father and our Father, Hail Mary, Glory Be. We'll do that together at the end of Mass. And then work on your, as best you can, on no attachment to sin. I understand that's not easy, but we pray for the grace. Whew. You might have to watch this one again. I know there's a lot in here, but that's how great God's grace is. Through the intercession of St. Patrick, may Almighty God bless you and your families and anyone who is sick, anyone who has died, and any of those caring for those who are ill. St. Patrick was a great example. He cared for the sick. He even rose the dead. And through the gift of the plenary indulgence, you can help rise from the dead the soul of your faithful departed. You're not God. I'm not God. But God, who is God, gives the grace for us to participate. You can't get any greater than that. That's the beauty of our faith. Amen. Amen. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, 
prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.